Welcome to our podcast, Conversations About Student Mental Health. I'm Chris Leonard, clinical social worker working with adolescents for over 25 years. In this podcast, I talk with school administrators, educators, clinicians, and parents to open a dialogue that will help the growing number of students struggling with mental illness. In this episode, I will be speaking with a parent of a student who struggled with and overcame school avoidance. What is school avoidance? School avoidance, which is sometimes referred to as school refusal or school phobia, describes a pattern in which a student does not attend school or is unable to complete a school day due to an ongoing emotional issue or concern. It is distinct from truancy, which is a pattern in which a student does not attend school due to a preference for doing something else. The truant student is usually out somewhere having a good time, getting into trouble, or both. In contrast, the school avoidance student may be depressed or anxious. The student may find school overwhelming, perhaps due to anxiety about academics or experiences of bullying. The student may be struggling with a transition, such as a move from elementary to middle school or middle to high school. Alternatively, the student may have a concern about something that has nothing to do with school, perhaps a fear of leaving the house or of being away from a parent. Concerns such as these can make the student feel as if going to school is simply not a priority. School refusal or avoidance can be hard to overcome, but there are spe specific things that parents and schools can do to help the student return to school and succeed. I'm pleased to welcome Laura to the podcast today. Laura's daughter, Kelly, was really struggling to attend school, but through their collaboration with their school and Kelly's therapist, they were able to help her get back to school and back on track. Laura, welcome to the podcast. It's, a, <laughs> it's great to have you with us today. So let's jump right in. What were the signs that you saw that Kelly was really struggling? Um, I would see that she'd be getting stressed, taking a long time getting ready in the morning, stalling to get out the door, um, and then just got to the point where she just would use any excuse in the book to stay home, and she just didn't want to go to school, which wasn't like her, because she liked being around her friends and liked school, like teachers, she was very smart. Um, those were like the, the main things that got me nervous with the, how she just didn't want to go. It started, I think, in eighth grade. And she just, when the eighth grade started, she was like, well, I'm not going. And I'm like, what do you mean you're not going? <laughs> so um, we wound up signing her up into the High Focus Center. She started that and she was able to get through eighth grade with the teacher's help and stuff. Um, schools did help with that. And she managed to get through, but it didn't stop. She continued. Um, we found out she had a general anxiety disorder where pretty much loud noises bothered her, um, crowds of people. So there's the hallways, the kids, all the kids in the hallway. So we, they got her a 504 plan where, you know, she can go to her next class a little later. So she's not in the halls with all the kids and, and stuff like that. So... So they made some accommodations, and, and you they were did. able to get her through eighth grade, yes. and then did things progress into high school where it started to be, or it continued to it be was, an issue? It was okay. Like, um, her freshman year, she seemed to do okay. 
she struggled a little bit, but she was getting therapy at home, like outpatient therapy. And she was getting therapy also in the school, actually provided a therapist in the school, which was great that year. <clears throat> Tenth grade, they cut that out. They said she's not allowed to see that therapist anymore. At the same time, she was doing so well with the outpatient therapy. They also discharged her. So she lost both therapists. Oh, my. So, and then she just went downhill from there. By the end of her freshman year, she started again with the not wanting to go to school. And so we had to get her again. And she went to the High Focus Center again. Um, and it was, uh, it was complex, like trying to figure out what to do. I mean, she had the 504 plan, but they brought us back into the school and went over and kind of made it a little bit more detailed. So she can go to school a little bit earlier. They'd let her in so she didn't have to wait outside with the other students just to try to help with her issues. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't getting better. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, you can see that they, they started to do some interventions. You know, they had a yeah. therapist for her in school. And, and that seemed to work really well. Yeah. And then once that support they took was that removed, away. that got lost in, in the school. <laughs> yeah. So, so were, there, were there any things that you were trying initially at home? that you would say weren't successful, things that, you know, you're just trying to get her out the door in the morning and it just wasn't working? Well, yelling doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we found that out. That just made it worse. She'd, like, crawl in her room and just not want to come out. Um, we actually called, like, the helpline, and they sent therapists to the house that would help us get her to coax her back into going to school. That helped a lot, too. Um, but it, it all came to just going to school. The public, no matter what they tried or to help with, it just wasn't working. And then tenth grade, they changed her school program, where they alternate the schedules around. So each day it's a different day. Right. And that threw her completely off. Where she's just like, I'm not going. I'm not going to school. So we had to find somewhere. So I had to like, I actually wound up calling around, and it actually here was. First, the stage day, I called just because I was looking, searching on the internet. Where do you put kids with these kind of problems? Because the school really wasn't telling me what to do. So I was kind of like on my own. I'm like, she's not going to school. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. The school's done everything I feel they could have done because they did help. And um, I just messaged Mrs. Stone and I was just like, you know, I have a daughter with anxiety issues and I saw your school on the website and it looks like it would be, you know, something like that would be good for her. And she's, she told me, you know, to call her. And I called her, and she kind of let me know what to do. I had to get a, the, um, the IEP, which I had to schedule the school, but it was a long process to get that, to even get her to go to one of the special schools. I mean, any school would, would be good. <laughs> but um, she, um, that's where I wound up going on my own, kind of calling. And... Um, when I asked the school initially for the IEP, they were like, oh, no, 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 we're working it out here. We're going to try to do it here. Let's just stick with the 504 plan. And we tried. And then she wound up going to the High Focus Center for a third time because she was just not going to school. And I, we fought for the IEP. She finally got her meeting, went in for the IEP. They tested her and everything. And they said, yeah, she's got to go somewhere else. So it kind of so, it kind of sounds like if you had been able to keep that therapist in place yes, in the school, it would that. not have progressed to the point where I, she needed to be in a separate therapeutic school. Yes, I believe if they had kept the therapist in there, it would have helped so much yeah. more. 
but I don't know why they took it away. They just said, oh, no, you're not allowed to come and see them anymore. She's just like, wait, what? So she lost her security at the school. Sure. So once you got into the, the therapeutic school, yeah. how, what, was, what was different? How did the school help? What was it, you know, what were some of the strategies that you used together with them that helped Kelly? Because I'm sure it wasn't like, oh, from the very first day, no. boom, just came to school. No. Right? It's a process. <laughs> it was a gradual process. Yes. Um, we, first of all, when she got her IEP and they finally took her to school, she went to a couple different schools and just so happened that Sage Day was one of the ones she had to pick, you know, went to pick from. So there were a couple she had to pick from. Um, she chose here because she felt most comfortable here. So it was just strange how that worked out. Um, but she did great here. Um, but getting on the bus was an issue because she's never had to take a bus before. So the bus would come and pick her up in the morning, and she'd have a couple issues with getting on the bus. She eventually started going. Like, I would drive her in the first couple days. And through the therapy in school, because they do the, they have therapy in school, they have group therapy in school. She saw she was around other kids. She didn't have the same stress as she did at the other school because the school, the classes are smaller. There's less noise. There's less, and there's kids that are, just, you know, going through similar situations like she is. So mm. she felt comfortable. So got easier. So it was like getting on the bus was like, okay, yeah, I like going to this school. So she would she would do it. She would get on the bus and go. We had good days and we had bad days. But on the most part, it was a lot less of a struggle than it was when she was going to the public school. Because mm. mm. it just was a lot less. And I think the therapist here... Um, the therapy helps, family therapy, which when we first were like, they're family therapy every week. Who wants to do that, right? Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> but we're like, well, once we started doing it, we're like, oh, this is great. This is, you know, I got everybody to understand what's going on and and her to understand. And it was it was actually really good. So as, as like crazy as that sounds, like, oh, I don't go to family therapy. <laughs> but it helped a lot. So it was really worth it. No, I'm sure it did yeah. because it, it helps to get everybody on the same page, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it really helps you understand what's going on with your daughter and that gets you right. into a place where you can now you can work with her, you know, yes. when you when you first start and you're just like, you know, oh, usually no. parents are frightened at first when their child won't go to school. And that's, right. that's when you, you yell. Know what it is. Because, right? I yell a lot. <laughs> and it's just like, oh. and then when I found out what was going on, when I found out she had all, you know, the anxiety and depression and all this, you know, I was just like, oh, okay. So that was the wrong approach. <laughs> right. So we found out, that even, even her father found out that there were certain things he was doing that would upset her. And he didn't realize it. And it's just like, oh, so these small little changes, it helped. So things at home got better and it got easier for her to come to school. And she was enjoying school like she used to, like when she was younger, she really enjoyed school. So it was nice to see that again. That's great. So, so you were really able to dig in what, what, to what was really going on for yes. Kelly. And by doing that digging, that was, enabled her to relax and, and really just resume and going, going to school. And, enjoy, and she's made friends. And she's actually still has friends from the public school that she went to also, which is great. That is good. So she did keep her connections. We were worried about that. We're like, oh my gosh, we're going to pull you out of this school, away from your friends that you've had since grammar school, and right. put you in another one. That was another issue for us, but it helped. I'm glad we did what we did because she wouldn't have graduated. If she stayed in public school, she would not have a high school diploma right now. So... 
So what advice would you offer to parents of a student who's struggling in the way that Kelly was? Um, have patience, <laughs> lots of patience, and don't be afraid to call anybody. Um, calling the helpline, it's not like Dyfus is coming to your house to take your kids away. Just they come, they come and they they're they're helping. Like they they have a therapist come and they evaluate her, see what the situation is, see what the problem is, um, which was great. And then they're the ones that kind of helped guide us to her therapists. So and all her therapy treatments and stuff, which helped a lot. Um, don't be afraid to take your kids out of the school if she's not doing, if, well, if they're not doing well, to go to one of these other schools. Because, I mean, I have to say the education was great. They had a lot of variety of classes for her to take. So it's not like we took her away from anything. So don't be afraid to bring them anywhere. Yeah. yeah, really. So don't don't be afraid to seek yeah. support. Don't be afraid. And don't to... be afraid of family therapy. It's very good. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> Excellent point. So... I fully agree. Yeah. Um, can you share any thoughts or recommendations for schools about how they can be more helpful in addressing school avoidance? Well, the school. I mean, she was going to. They by having actually a therapist at school helped her a lot. So, um, it would be great if they had an in service, you know, an in-school therapist that kids could go to and reach out to and don't just say, no, you can't go. Building that support. There's no <laughs> substitute for building that support into so, the school day, is there? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it, it, it helped her so much. And to, it, it was new to the school. Like, they were just trying something new out. So right. I think they were just saying, oh, well, you had your turn. So we'll get other kids in because the demand, I guess, there's because a lot of right. kids are having issues nowadays. So, so you really need to make sure that you have enough people in yeah. place to really provide so that support. She would wander. She would actually wander around the school because they would give her on a five four plan. You're supposed to see this one first, then you see that one next, and you see this one next. And she would go down the line. And she's like, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to, but nobody's ever available. I was just like, oh. Gosh. So the person has to be they available. They need someone to be available. Yeah, they so. can't be somebody who's doing five jobs. Yeah. They they have to have that one exactly. job, right? They, they had one that was really good, and she did help her a lot. And but she was with the three different schools, so she was never like when she had it was her when she yeah, yeah when she had her anxiety issues and she'd go to her office. She was either at a different school or you know with another student, and it was just that person had too much responsibility. Which I mean, but she was great. She was. She helped us get where we were too. So, um, good. Yeah. So, so it looks like there were a lot of steps along the way. Yes. Um, and I'm really glad to hear that you you found a successful strategy and that yeah. Kelly was able to get back on track. <laughs> so we're we're about out of time, Laura. I really want to thank you again okay. for coming in to speak with me today. Uh, that's our podcast for today. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you found today's topic valuable and will join us for future Conversations About Student Mental Health. Conversations About Student Mental Health is brought to you by Sage Thrive, Partners in School-Based Mental Wellness. You can find the show notes on our website at www.sagethrivetoday.com. You can also suggest topics for upcoming episodes of the podcast. We'd love to know what issues related to student mental health you want to hear more about.